Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bokai Bombay's Weekly Behavior on the Boy. Welcome indeed. Uh, a little uh, late for this one. Uh, of course, uh, a week after the championship games, but that's all right. That's uh, all right. Things to get to. So hopefully enjoy this uh, carousel uh, of events to discuss today. Uh, first, just a quick recap uh, on championship week uh, to finish out the the regular season. Uh, you went four and seven. I went three and eight. So not a good week. Terrible. Um, and of course, of course, as that all finishes, we end up with the same record, 162 and 174. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't uh, it? It is. I with 2,076 points, you with 2,062. So I'm pretty close in that regard wow. as well. You know what I was thinking is when we do the bowls, we should, no analysis. Don't even go out and look at it. Don't write down who you're picking. We should just make, we get on this show and call up the game, make a pick right then. And we'll do it that way. Okay. It's almost like, uh, you know, speed chess. Yeah. We'll just make the pick. Uh... Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? Come on. Come on. Give it a try. Well, that might be fun. It would be so um, much fun. So, as a result, of course, uh, playoffs, uh, it will be Alabama. Alabama. Cincinnati in the, in the cotton, and it will be uh, Georgia. And uh, Michigan in uh, the other one, the, the orange, that, that other bowl, the orange, so, le petit orange. Yeah, the only thing we were arguing about is possibly, possibly whether you know or not they would put Alabama at one or Michigan at one. I'm not surprised that they put Alabama there. Could of course set up for a uh, rematch with with Georgia and. You know, I think it it likely will, but I wouldn't count out uh, Michigan just yet. I think they uh, can give Georgia a good game. Um, otherwise, no surprises there uh, in terms of other bowl games. Of course, Ohio State and Utah. Uh, Utah's first ever Rose Bowl. The so, you know, they'll be hyped up for that. I think it'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, of course, one we'll get into a little bit later, but... Uh, yeah, that that could be a tough game. It could be. And, it could be uh, uh, the way Utah's been playing. Yeah, and since you know they are just love to run the ball, and we can't seem to stop that. So now, uh, interesting other matchups: um, Michigan State and Pitt. Uh, I do think Notre Dame, Oklahoma State is an interesting one. I think all the uh, the New Year's Six Bowls are pretty good. Yeah, I think so. Uh, this year. I think so. Some some pretty good matchups. A few Big Ten teams. Uh, some other, well, Ole Miss, Baylor. So, yeah, there's, there's some good ones. Some ones we'll definitely have to look at 
you know, here later in the, in the upcoming weeks. Uh, any others that just kind of stick out to you that, you know, might be fun to watch? Not really. Um, and I think that's kind of, you know, how it's gotten with the, um, you know, the playoff season. You know, the playoff system is, I, quite honestly, not a lot of bulls excite me. Now, that being said, it, it still happens for me that, you know, you'll go a couple weeks without college football. And, you know, so the first couple of bulls come around, like, oh, yeah, I, I want to watch that bull. And you get a couple, the novelty wears off pretty quickly, and then you kind of skate through, for me, until about New Year's when you get some decent matchups. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't really think of any off the top of my head that uh, thrill me. So, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I don't say th- thrilling, but I think some of the matchups are interesting, especially the Big Ten matchups. I mean, Penn State and Arkansas in the Outback Bowl. Yeah, anytime, um, anytime we have the uh, the head to head between the Big Ten and the SEC, you know that. Yeah, I do find interest in that because, um, quite honestly, you go back over the past ten to ten to fifteen years, and if if the SEC has an edge over the Big Ten head to head, it would be very very slight, and it really just goes to what I've been saying. Of course, <laughs> you know, I could get proven wrong, I guess, but um, the SEC is just not all that. And uh, I think, again, this year, um, the Big Ten has very favorable matchups with them. I think they do. I mean, some other ones, Purdue, Tennessee should be a good one. Oklahoma, Oregon, uh, Clemson, Iowa State. Um. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of crap ones, but... Yeah, I think what probably interests me most is the coaching carousel and how it's affected a lot of these games. You know, you talk about Clemson. Right. Um, they basically... Yeah. They're a complete disarray um, after losing just about everybody. Um, you know, Oklahoma, obviously losing Lincoln Riley. Oklahoma State, they are not going to have their defensive coordinator. Um, so, you know, that's, that's interesting, you know, with them going... Up against Notre Dame, so I think not so much the matchups per se, but I think it's the fact that there are so many coaches in a lot of those games that have moved on, and uh, how will that affect the matchups? Right. I mean, plus you know, players sitting out bowl games uh, always affects it as well. So, yeah. Speaking of coordinator change, uh, that's the the big news here. Of course, a little late to discuss it, but um, obviously we are Buckeye Bombast and talk about all things Ohio State. So first and foremost, Ohio State hires defensive coordinator Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I am too. Uh, honestly, honestly, you know, didn't know much about Knowles before, um, but you look at what he did at Oklahoma State taking um, pretty you know, middle of the run, big 12 defense that just sucks to high heaven. Um, in the past couple of years, they've been pretty good and they've had to rely on that defense uh, because the offense has been trash. Yeah. So, uh, and it's, it's got them. I mean, it got them to a big 12 championship game and almost, uh, and almost a win as well and potentially a playoff berth. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you look at what they've done even this year, 
Uh, and I think the, the thing that excites me the most is just how aggressive um, he is. Uh, they had the number one uh, QB pressure rate and uh, sack rate in the country this year. Um, I think the scheme he runs is a four-two-five, uh, which is similar to, you know, kind of our nickel package, what we ran this year. The difference is, um, you know, he's very aggressive with blitzes. And even if he doesn't have a stud defensive line, he finds a way to get pressure. And that's really what we've needed. Uh, And so I look at this. uh, I think this is a well-done hire. Uh, One of the better uh, defensive coordinators out there. Uh, And Ryan Day went out and got him. Um, and obviously they invested in him. They're paying him 1.9 million a year, which is, you know, pretty unheard of for a coordinator. So, uh, obviously investing in him, um, seems like a good hire. Obviously we hope it pays off. I don't expect, uh, amazing changes next year, uh, still with the personnel we have, but I, I do, you know, expect to see an improvement at least just in terms of overall scheme. And, you know, maybe the fact that he'll actually coach, <laughs> <laughs> yeah unlike uh some of these other coaches who don't seem to know you know what they've been doing all year but yeah uh, yeah your thoughts so um i remember like yeah you, you said you really didn't know Knowles. I, I haven't really known him by name um but I, I was thinking back to last year on one of our episodes i think it's when we were doing our picks uh for the conferences i was talking about a dark horse Oklahoma State last year um, because they were the only ones that seemed to have a defense in the Big 12. And that was last year, right? Coming into this year, at the beginning of the year, I was kind of lambasting them because they were very lethargic uh, on offense. Um, and so I, I really didn't think very highly of them. It was clear that they had a, it looked like it might be a decent defense at the beginning of the year, but they really weren't playing anybody. The offense wasn't shining, and so they're winning these ridiculously close games. Um, but then, yeah, as the year went on, just like last year, they're the only ones, not the only ones, Baylor had a pretty good defense as well. But other than, than that, you know, again, the only ones that play defense uh, in, the, in the Big 12, and, and they seem to do uh, really well. So I'm very happy with the hire, you know, uh, and, and a lot of credit to, to Ryan Day with that, you know. Um, I think he did a fantastic job. You know, I think he kind of surprised people. I think there were a lot of folks that people had in their heads that we should go after, and I don't personally recall anybody mentioning Jim Knowles, right? So I'm saying that because I was – very adamant about how lazy the hire was with Kerry Coombs, right? This was this seemed to be kind of the opposite, you know, well thought out and, and somewhat clever. Um, and to that point, I don't know, you know, what we're going to get with Jim Knowles, um, but I know that I have a very different attitude than I did a couple of years ago. Do you remember, right, that episode? It was like the day or two after Coombs was hired and I went off. Right, I went off. I knew that was a terrible hire. Um, I'm quite the opposite here. I I, I I thought about it and thought, okay, well, you know, gee, it is a name that we didn't really think or talk about, and you know, maybe a little nervous and you know, being a bit nervous there. But then, who else would they have taken that had 
that resume that you just talked about with respect to this last year alone and the pressure, the scoring defense, uh, the rush defense, you know, you just go down the list. It seemed to cover every single thing that we were really bad at. You know, our secondary wasn't terrible this year. It actually improved, in my opinion, very much over last year. Um, our edge defense after the Oregon game, and I thought about that too, right? That Our defense really didn't get better. The secondary, I think, got better as they matured. They're very young. Um, but otherwise, our defense really didn't get better except for really plugging one hole and letting another one slowly appear, right? Because we, after that Oregon game, we by and by started setting the edge better. And we were playing teams, Penn State, Purdue, who have no running game to speak of. And, of course, bottom dwellers along with it. Nobody was going to penetrate the middle of that line anyway. So we were faked into believing that we had fixed things. All they did was plug one hole and let another one start gushing toward the end of the year. But, um, yeah, that being said, right, go back to what I was trying to say as I went off on that wild tangent. He seems to do the things in the past couple of years that we were bad at, like plugging the middle, like taking care of that soft zone, uh, like not only having blitz packages but actually having some thought behind them. You know, we, we tried to blitz this year, and there were a couple of times when they were on point, a couple of games, but other games it looked like they were just throwing darts. Uh, I'm thinking about blitzing right here and over yon. You know, it was always wrong, right? So um, that's why I'm excited. He, uh, he seems to uh, fill the gaps that we have. And so um, I think it's a good hire. Yeah, and uh, it'll be interesting because uh, he also coaches linebackers as well. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how some of the other uh, chips fall. If, if uh, Washington uh, stays, if Kerry Coombs um, stays, which I haven't heard any reports that he's leaving. Um, so I don't know if he's just going back to secondary's coach or, or how that's going to pan out or if he's going to leave again. Um, so far, I haven't heard anything. But uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of those shifts. Uh, after the bowl game as well. Yeah. I mean, the big thing about Coombs is, you know, theoretically he's an awesome recruiter and they don't, nobody wants to lose that, but it's Ohio state and we're still recruiting lights out. Anyway, we still have awesome recruiters on the staff still like Brian Hartline. I really don't think it would kill us from a recruiting uh, perspective to let Kerry Coombs go. I, I really don't. It would be a very marginal thing, and I don't know why people are getting so uptight about that one. Um, and if there's a way, you know, we we both commended him on you know his the way he handled the demotion and his little speech that he had, which was which was pretty cool. Um, so it leaves you with the sensation that he's a true Buckeye. And, and if there's a spot, you know, outside of the coaching staff where he's willing to stay and help with recruiting, then awesome, you know. But otherwise, I think he's just got to go. Now, a a couple weeks ago, I was kind of really talking about gutting the whole defensive staff. And quite honestly, you look at any one of those singularly, I do think you could cut each one of them. I do think it's probably time for Larry Johnson to go. 
Uh, I, you know, I think a lot of our issues the past couple of years, frankly, you could tie back to his defensive line. You know, you know, quite honestly. So, um, Matt Barnes, I wasn't overly impressed. Uh, I think he was a marginally better play caller than Kerry Coombs. Um, if I had to pick between the two, I would say keep Barnes, get rid of Coombs, uh, because with Barnes, it did look like he was a little bit better, and he's younger, um, and you know maybe uh, he can have some good tutelage under Knowles. I, I don't know. Uh, similarly with Al Washington, uh, you look at him individually on the linebackers, he's got to go as well. Uh, the linebackers have been terrible the past couple of years. Um, so... I could look at every single one of them and say they all got to go, but the reality is that they can't all go. There needs to be some consistency there, and I think that's probably keeping Larry Johnson and probably Matt Barnes. Um, And then I think ideally Al Washington and um, Kerry Coombs have to go. Um, There you go. Yeah, I heard uh, potentially – Larry Johnson uh, could be retiring after this year. Um, of course, just rumors. I don't know if there's anything to that, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if um, you know Larry Johnson did uh, retire. You know, in the next couple of years, uh, regardless. So, um, if if they know he's kind of on his way out or, or is going to retire soon, I do hope that they uh, do have someone in mind with that. But. Because that's a very important position and one that we've been, you know, had have had studs at, you know, uh, for quite a few years, and that's one we definitely want to uh, we have. want to retain. So yep, agreed. Absolutely agree. Super super. In terms of other uh, Buckeye news, of course, uh, a couple transfers. Uh, I think we mentioned uh, Quinn Ewers last time. Did we discuss that at all? Um, I, you know, I don't remember. You caught me off guard. You know, we, we could talk about it very quickly, and, I, and if we did talk about it before, it probably wouldn't be any different um, than that discussion. I mean, with, with him, um, if I'm being honest about it, I I don't know if it's the mullet or what, but I always got this Tate Martell vibe out of him and, and uh, you know, I was always kind of nervous, you know, about that. And so I really don't feel all that bad about him going, uh, especially the way he's going, because it really doesn't seem very mature. Um, and I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt there because what, what I'm really want to say is it wasn't very bright, frankly, how he did things. And it reeked of really only money. You know, I think with a lot of players, you could probably say that. You could probably peel away uh, the surface and, and and say, yeah, it really is about money for just about many of them. Um, but here it's clear. You don't have to peel anything back. You know, to, to leave high school the way he did, to reclassify, to come in just to get that money, and then going into a, a room that's full, I mean stocked full, and you thought that you were just going to jump right in there. Um, so it, it just, it, it seems like complete and total immaturity to me. And I'm kind of glad it was him that went versus, say, Kyle McCord. Now that doesn't, oops. 
I just about knocked my mic over. <laughs> that doesn't mean um, that uh, McCord might not leave, but uh, rather Ewers than McCord. Plus, I can never get the guy's right. name right. I, I, I'm. It's one of those where I have to stop and think, you know, like I'm starting a new foreign language, and I have to stand and think about the sentence I'm going to say. I, I always have to stop and think about how to say his name. So it's a good thing that I don't have to do that anymore, or much. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I agree w- with all that. And and once he reclassified, I knew that uh, it, w- it was probably likely that he was never uh, going to play for Ohio State. And I think he he had what like two handoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really gonna I'm really gonna miss those two handoffs. They're gonna be remembered forever. Oh yes, they will be in lore. <laughs> super, uh, super. Yeah. Him and of course uh, Miller left, and so. Uh, that leaves McCord backing up Stroud. Uh, don't know what he'll do yet. Hopefully he'll stay because, um, you know, we need that depth. But we do have a five-star coming in who looks pretty good uh, for next class. So still, um, we'll, we will have that depth there, uh, if nothing else, which will, at least for next year, which will be good. Uh, Ryan Watts uh, leaving the program, uh, which I, w- I thought was interesting. Uh, he's been there for two years. Um, still like a red, red shirt sophomore. Um, I thought he, he only played a little bit. I thought he would have had a lot more time even next year, but, uh, maybe not. I guess he, he knew he wouldn't, uh, saw a lot of potential in that guy, but, uh, that definitely hurts her, her depth in the secondary. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, obviously, we'll keep the rest of the guys there and um, next man up. Uh, and then some interesting news. You know, well, I haven't really heard much about the bowl game, but it'll be interesting to see who opts out. Uh, we're, of course, talks of Garrett Wilson most likely will. Hasn't announced anything yet, but probably will. Um, Tyreek Smith committed to playing in the Senior Bowl, um, which he's had, you know, ups and downs like the rest of the line throughout the year. So not a huge loss, but, uh, you know, in a tough bowl game, a tough, um, you know, tough break on the depth for the ends. But um, we have a lot, we have a lot of young talent there, so I'm not too worried. Haven't heard any about anybody else yet. Um, I do think Olave will definitely play, uh, especially being in California for the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think even even on offensive linemen, I think they'll all play. So I'm not too worried about it. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I think at this point, um, certainly there's a lot of pride in, in the game. And, you know, you want them to go out and show some pride. And, you know, and if they do, then there's no reason they shouldn't beat Utah. Right. Um, right. But at the end of the day, if they go out and they lose to Utah, I think we would know why. And I don't think it would be totally because um, some guys opted out. Right. So I guess what I'm getting to is I'm not you know, terribly put off if a few guys opt out. I think um, the positive is let's assume Garrett Wilson opts out. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. Um you know, Egg Buka, if he's healthy, I'm not sure. Uh, but definitely Julian Fleming. 
right? A, a few guys that next year have to come on for them anyway. And, you know, that that's one of the great things about the bowl system that everybody talks about. Um, you know, you line everything up, you may want to get rid of the bulls, perhaps, or at least many of them. But at the end of the day, it does give people, our teams, um, free practices, right? Because they're only allotted a certain amount of practices, you know, in the spring and in the summer, et cetera, right? They get, I think, what, 10 to 14 extra practices um, during bowl season. So it allows those players to come on strong and maybe come out and perform in this game against a tough opponent, um, you know, and really get prepared for next year. So I, I think it's an opportunity uh, as well uh, as, you know, obviously it could be a detriment for, for some of those guys to leave. So um, I think it's, it's kind of a wash for me. Um, now, if there were half a dozen or more that's doing it, then, it, then I think it becomes an issue and another conversation altogether though. Um, back quickly to Ryan Watts. Um, I was surprised because he, he seemed to be getting a lot more time. Um, he n- didn't do a lot that wowed me, but to your point, he was young and there were some things that he had done that were pretty good. Um, and the thing is, it feels to me like the secondary is still up for grabs. Uh, in terms of roles and positions. So, and you got a new defensive coordinator coming in. So, yeah, it, it surprised me. Um, I would say that I would rather lose he than, you know, some other possibilities. Um, but, yeah, I do think that one, that one bothers me a little bit, you know, unlike um, the uh, Ewers, Ewers, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, what do you got? <laughs> super, super. What you got? Uh, nothing after that. No, I'm just messing. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I, I mean, that's really all I had to to talk about at least for this episode so if there's anything else you wanted to mention oh yeah um, yeah i mean obviously absolutely next um wow yeah, so, so you uh, do that huh i said yeah so you do that and then i mean obviously we'll have a an episode starting on some of the bull picks uh, and everything right um before that starts but yeah other than that yep yeah, take it away yeah what i was gonna say is wow are these michigan people full of themselves I mean, dear Lord, they can't shut up. You know, I mean, wow. It, it, it's like a weird childish arrogance that they have. Now, I've been trying to think about, you know, in the past 17 years that we've dominated you yahoos. Um, has it really been anybody other than goobers like you and me? Yeah, yes. We have clearly, or at least I have clearly become very arrogant um, because, you know, it's Michigan and that's, you know, what we should do as fans. I don't recall very often, if at all, over the past 17 years, our players saying crap about Michigan. I think there's been a couple of times in the here and there where you get a player um, that says something. You know, but oh my heavens, 
it's like across the board. These guys can't shut up. Uh, oh, they're soft. You're talking about all the, the uh, all this Desmond Howard and in you know his yip Heisman ceremony. What's that? You're talking about the uh, Heisman ceremony comment. Well, not just the cer- Heisman ceremony. Even before that, you know, um, Josh Gaddis, you know, coming out talking about how soft we were. Um, you know, Aiden Hutchinson running off at the mouth. Uh, other players, Bike Hart. Bike Hart, I think, uh, had a few things to say. Um, oh, and of course, you know, Harbaugh and his uh, born on third base comment, which was so, it's so funny because talk about being born on third base. This guy, his dad coached at Michigan. Um, and he was at the practices all the time. He went and played for Michigan. And you know, went to different places, NFL, Stanford, and a few other places. He comes in here, and he's getting run out of town just about. He has to fire his whole staff. And so his brother, a Super Bowl champion, gift wraps him a defensive coordinator. Talk about being born on third base. If there was one thing... If I could choose one thing different about this game against Michigan this year that may have cost us the game, if I could ju- choose just one thing, it was the defensive coordinator. Had a completely different scheme and mindset uh, that we clearly didn't plan all that well for. And where did that guy come from? A gift wrap from a Super Bowl champion coach. So you want to talk about being born on third base i mean but with that you know it's just across the board from him to gaddis to the players um to goobers like desmond howard it's just wow they won't shut up and i just don't remember any of again aside from people like us right yes you go on to fan sites and you get on some podcast like this where you have clear ohio state fans running it yes they're going to be arrogant in saying some of these things um but i don't ever recall collectively in one period of time our team running off at the mouth like these idiots are doing um and it's funny because i i think it's only going to backfire on them yeah, I do too. And that's, uh, I f- forgot I was going to mention that to you, specifically that comment uh, yesterday, uh, you know, of course, pissed me off. Uh, and I hope it does. I uh, hope it, Ryan Day was there. I hope it does piss him off too. You know, honestly, uh, and they just come that out one next year. me off. It really didn't. Um, I actually thought it was kind of funny. And, and let's be honest about it. We were all thinking it. Um, it was just that. It's not the forum for it, you know? I mean... Right, right. Talk about just not being a class act, you know? It's just... And so I wasn't really upset about it. I just thought he chose poorly the uh, forum. You know, if it were on, like, the game day set, you know, it would have been a hilarious joke, and everybody probably would have been laughing, you know? Um, Yeah, right, right, right. It it was just the venue he chose was, was poor. He chose poorly. But speaking of which, congratulations uh, to C.J. Stroud on being a Heisman finalist. Uh, obviously knew he wasn't going to win it. Um, I didn't look at the the standings. Did he come runner-up? He was fourth. Really? He was fourth? Yes. I think... Um, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty sad. The pit guy, 
was second. Uh, Hutchinson was third, I believe. I think that's how it shook out. Wow, that really that really surprises me. No, it didn't uh, surprise me. I, I do think Pickett, right? That's his name, Pickett. Um, yeah, Kenny Pickett. Uh, you know, I think he was building a lot of momentum. You know, if you watch them as off games, you know, and when they're covering Pitt and whatnot, and they're you know bragging about him quite a bit, I think he was getting a lot of press, and he was pretty good. Um, and given that both teams were two lost teams, I, you know, there wasn't anything that really separated those two for me. So I wasn't surprised with that one. I was surprised with Hutchinson, right? Because, yeah, he had a good year, and and he was, um, he had an epic game against Ohio State, and he was one of the primary reasons they won. Um, and yeah, he was very good. I I, I would have loved to have had him on, on the team, right? Um, that being said, he did not have the year that Chase Young had, um, a couple years ago. And I don't think Chase Young was that high, was he? Um, it just surprised me that Aiden Hutchinson would be that high. Um, but yeah, I think that probably the key there is that Michigan beat Ohio State and they probably use that in their thinking when they're voting, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know, but still, um, you know, for first year uh, quarterback, um, pretty awesome, especially for all the crap fans were giving him early on in the year. Um, uh, of course, that was not us. We were right about him. Indeed. Um, <laughs> Super, can't be bad. He'll be back next year, uh, which will be awesome, and a chance to get back there, so... Yes. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Indeed. Congratulations to CJ. Okay. But hey, I don't think we can leave without saying that you know we'll continue to make fun of Michigan. Why? Because it's fun to do so. And as Wilford Brimley would say, it's the right thing to do and a tasty way to do it. But of course. And I think with that, what we are trying to tell you all, this was yet another extraordinary episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bellhaven and the Boy. Indubitably.